Welcome. Thank you for watching and listening today. I'm curious, do you have any new padding or what my wife calls squishies? If you've gained any unwanted weight over the holidays, how are you feeling about yourself? Are you upset or frustrated with falling off the good habits horse? Well, how are you going to get back onto the routines that work for you? Or are you just wondering what routines will work? Today, we're going to discuss some of the routines we use that may help you get back on the healthy horse when you've fallen off. Remember, the content we will discuss today is from our personal experience and opinion and is provided for your information and education purposes only. It's not intended as a substitute for medical, psychological, or any other professional advice. So just remember, check with your doctor and healthcare professionals before you make any changes to your routines. So over the holidays, Susan and I did gain a few extra pounds this holiday season. And a round of fighting COVID didn't help much with that either. Susan's gonna share a few thoughts about her weight gain and how she is resetting. Welcome, I'm Susan Stone. I'm part of Uncommon Fuel with Uncommon Diabetic. And I just wanna share with you a little bit about what's happening for me. And during the holidays, I basically treated myself, enjoyed the food, the carbs, the company, the wine, everything. And now I'm seeing, I have the consequence and I'm seeing a little bit more area of, uh-oh, that wasn't there a couple of months ago. What's going on? So it's time to reset. And for me, what that looks like, I am very fortunate because last year I researched, I tried so many different ways of uh, what works for me and my body type and my age. Um, <coughs> I have high insulin resistance and my cholesterol is elevated. So that made me, I need to do something right now. I want to feel in control with my, with my eating and powered. I want to look good in my jeans and my shorts and, and my, my tank tops. So I don't get, I'm not hiding areas. Like these are my goals. And I want to accomplish them. And I'm so excited because I do have a formula for myself that works for me. So I'd like to share that with you. Follow me as I create some of my recipes, um, as I go through some of my routines in the morning, during the day. And um, yeah, the first three days will be a little bit more challenging because it takes a little bit of willpower and discipline to get onto that momentum track. Um, how, but I know it works because I actually experienced it in 2021. I experienced it last year. So I'm excited. I'm committed. And talking to you and documenting this for me, it holds me accountable and no better way to motivate me. So thanks. Hey, Bob. Welcome. I just want to welcome you here and uh, I want to thank Susie for jumping in front of the camera today with us and being vulnerable and sharing about her journey and the routines that she is using. So what did you think about her intro video on her journey of resetting? I was so sad for her. So sad because my Christmas was perfect. Perfect <laughs> eating, perfect shopping, perfect recipes, perfect exercise. I feel very sad for Susan. 
I so believe you, Bob, because then you would be one of the very few people that I know that has done it just right. <laughs> Probably the only one. No, as, as you can tell, that's a blatant lie. Christmas is the time to uh, enjoy all the festivities, including um, great desserts, fantastic, big, huge car calorie meals, huge carbs. Uh, Christmas is the best carb time of the year. And um, alcohol, too. There's always wine and a couple of whiskeys and stuff like that. Oh, so, yes. unfortunately, it was like, uh, oh, what's that called? The is it a bandwagon or something? Or a, what's jumping off the? I guess, <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> we definitely, we definitely fell off the healthy horse. That's for nah, sure. That's what it, I fell off the healthy horse. That's what I fell off. Yeah, that's no, right. Sure. It's funny but, you uh, mentioned. It's funny you mentioned the alcohol because in the morning times with my coffee, what I uh, a bad habit I um, got into was having Bailey's. You know those little chocolate Bailey's yeah. uh, candies. Oh, I, I would oh, put I one or two in my coffee with the whipped cream in the <laughs> yeah. morning. Oh, yeah. Try yeah. to get a lot out of viewers. that bad habit. A lot of viewers are saying, what do you mean bad habit? That's a good <laughs> habit. Well, it is a good habit if you don't gain the weight, but unfortunately. Well, everything in moderation, everything in moderation. Like I love what you said, which was um, for my body type and for my age. That is so critical when for all of us, right? So it's, it's uh, what we eat, um, how much weight we gain. It's, it has a lot to do with our body type. It has a lot to do with our age has a lot to do with how much we exercise. It has a lot to do with how we shop, what recipes we choose, the education we have, how much we know about nutrition. It's a complex process. And that's why I'm excited about your uh, the video series because that's what it's all about is putting all those things together. It's about the education. It's about planning for you and your unique body type, age, um, meta metab uh, metabolism process, those sorts of things, right? Yep. We're all, uh, and you also mentioned insulin resistance too, which is, those are weird words. Those are very strange words for people trying to lose weight. I would guess, and I don't know this for a fact, but I'm guessing somewhere around 90% of people that are trying to lose weight struggled to have struggled, have actually said, I cannot lose any weight. They, mm -hmm. Their abs, their mindset is this way. They don't know about insulin resistance. Yeah, so that was me. I'm, well, I'm hoping that that, this uh, series and what we're talking about today can change all of that because that's a fascinating uh, uh, bit of science that will um, will help anybody and change anybody's mindset about how much they want to weigh. Mm -hmm. You know, I think this is a really good segue into the whole concept of building the healthy foundations around, as we've talked many times on our show, the four pillars. An uncommon fuel is what we are talking about today, that hydration, those nutritional habits that we have in our morning, in our noon, and at nighttime. So, Susan, maybe just, let's just focus on one area today, and be, just for sake of time, and not to take away everything from this video series that people can click on and go to. Yeah. Why don't we switch it up, and let's just go with night. Let's talk mm -hmm. about night routines and anything that we uh, do in our life, and then the things that you specifically do, and to help your insulin sensitivity, to help with the weight loss and to help with the, the transformation, these healthy routines that you actually live by normally. Mm -hmm. Because we all on holidays, at birthdays, you know, need to realize it's okay to have a treat. It's okay to have a drink. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if you're a type one, two pre-diabetic. Mm -hmm. 
you need to enjoy life, but we need to realize what our standard baseline routines are. Mm -hmm. So share with us yours. Yeah. Well, I totally agree because that's, that was my, um, my pattern was to kind of sustain a healthy lifestyle so that I'm not depriving myself from these great things, these desserts or these beautiful dishes. Um, However, if I kind of continue it on that road of having that every day, then I, it, for me, because of my metabolism slowing down, it is going to get um, catch up with me and my body type so much faster. And of course, it takes so long for me to lose the weight. And I just want to quickly touch base on the insulin resistance. Insulin resistance does not happen overnight. It is an accumulation of many, many years. And um, what I discovered with that with me was that I would uh, easily lose weight. And then there was a point in my life that it just, I just plateaued and I kept plateauing and, and nothing would come off, not even five pounds. And I would work out and do HIIT exercises. And, and then and I, I, I discovered my eating, like what am I consuming? It, it, maybe that's a, a factor. So that's where I kind of discovered, did the research, what is insulin resistance? What is that all about? And then once I figured it out, then I was able to reset and, and change my metabolism and my, my habits. So well, you should actually let before you go on, Susan, I think it'd be really handy just to dis discuss that a bit more. Like what is insulin resistance and, and how does it impact us? Um, I don't want to, uh, I know that it's, um, uh, it has to do with your cells. It has to do with your muscles. It has to do with fat. It has to do with a number of things. Right. And um, it has to it has to do with um, uh, you, your uh, blood, your blood, right? Energy and glucose. So maybe we could chat just a little bit about that to clear up what the, that word means. What do you think? So um, what I how I see it is every time I eat anything, my body uh, produces insulin, and everybody does. And when it produces, so what every time I eat there is an injection of insulin that goes into my body. Um, and so it goes into the cell. So please correct me, Mr. Diabetic over here, because he's educated me a lot on this. And um, because of his type one diabetics, this is where I got the awareness of insulin. Well, how does that work and look like? Mm -hmm. And so um, I'm pumping insulin into my cells. And what's happened, it's built a protector that it, it's, it cannot, um, the insulin cannot absorb anymore. So there's a resistance to those fat burning cells. And all of a sudden, it's a buildup and a buildup to the point where um, it's, it's creating a, a health risk. Um, type 1, type 2 diabetes, type 1. So uh, when I discovered that, and Heath, he, uh, please. Add yeah, to you, know, it, you did please. a great job explaining the real simple terms. Um, our body functions, as Susan said, but every time we eat, everything everything gets digested and is turned into glucose. That glucose. Now there are other hormones and other enzymes and micronutrients and things like that that comes from our food, but in the basic simplest form, our body runs on glucose. Insulin is the key that allows the sugar glucose, which is what our cells burn, 
to move into the cells. So as we um, gain weight and as if we eat different types of foods uh, uh, in that area, it will build a thin kind of a fat layer around the cell. And I'm oversimplifying this, but in that it, it gums up the hinges of the cell door when insulin shows up at the key and it just doesn't smoothly open and it requires more insulin to be able to open the door to get the glucose into your cells. And, that and is that's where and that's where the term insulin resistance, resistance. comes from. Exactly. That's where the resistance, it resists going it, into the cell. That's right. Now that's right. we have different things we can do. And that's what I think we'll go to with the routine Susan mm -hmm. will share with us that she's doing that will increase the sensitivity to insulin. It'll, it's like a WD-40. These things will release the, the oil and the dirt and the hinges to let it move a little bit. And then good micronutrients and good uh, food will actually lubricate that even better. So maybe explain a little bit more about your routines now that helps mm -hmm. increase sensitivity of insulin. Mm -hmm. So with the insulin, if it's a high carb content, um, simple carbs, pastas, breads, rice, um, those sort of items, it, it's a higher content of carbs. So that spikes my insulin. And so it puts in more and it's, it creates more for, and for my cells to work harder. Um, so what I do as part of my routine is, and this is the big one, is I reduce my carb in, intake. At the end of the day, I, I read my labels and I make sure how much each item um, has a, a carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. That's excellent. And, and the other one for me, and that's a big one, is snacking. So the more I snack, the more it shoots insulin into my body, so into my bloodstream, into my cells, and, and that doesn't help with the process. So for me limit the carbs and limit the snacking. Well said. And there's a process to do that. Right <laughs> on. me. <laughs> yeah. So then we'll talk a little bit more in depth about this. I think this whole concept, again, you need to talk to your doctors about this type of stuff, but if you are uh, having a struggle at losing weight or if you are gaining weight and you just go, my goodness, I look at food and I'm putting on weight. As Bob said previously, it's a very high percentage of us that are experiencing that insulin resistance. So the, the body isn't functioning as efficiently and therefore weight gain happens easier in those mm -hmm. capacities. So now in your daily routine, and we're specifically going to talk about nighttime here. Mm -hmm. So afternoon into the evening, mm -hmm. what are the things that you try to do with, with your food and with uh, uh, activities that are going to help increase? Can you share some of the things that will increase the sensitivity of insulin, such as, what type of hydration do you do? Mm -hmm. Increase or decrease? Hmm? increase. To, de no, yeah, to increase sensitivity, make your body work more efficiently. Yeah. So what I do is, um, um, so if we're focusing on nighttime. So one of my meals, my last meal of the day would be um, more of a, a higher vegetable and protein um, meal. So no carbs, because what I do is I tend not to do uh, vigorous activities. So I'm not burning any of those carbs. So for me, it's just protein and, and greens, um, the complex carbs, the complex carbs. So, um, 
And I have enough of that with some healthy fat that will keep me to the next day. So what I do is that's my last meal and I don't snack. That's it. So I try to plan to do like around six o'clock, the latest, my last meal. And then I, I push that until the next day and I do my, my intermittent fasting for until noon. So that is one of my, my, um, routines. So before you go, before you go any further, I got a question on that. What's your secret to not snacking? Okay. Well, that's to, good. Because this is huge. I mean, a snack, right? A handful of chips is like 300 calories or some crazy number, mm -hmm. right? Most of them carbs as an example, right? Yeah. So that's where you've got done a terrific day. It's been a magnificent, a great workout, blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you get to that night, eight o'clock to 10 o'clock at night, you're going, hmm. Mm -hmm. mm. Yes, and that, <laughs> and that has happened because I have um, my husband here that because of his type 1 diabetes and, and his sugar levels, he needs to snack. So it takes a lot of discipline when it comes to the evening time for me. So mm -hmm. I think the biggest and the most important uh, factor is the mindset. So for me, what I do is I know my goal, my, my must. Why am I doing this? And I'm reminding myself is because I want to look amazing and one I don't want to have the squishies um mm. in the summertime because I know how that feels in the past I feel so self-conscious and and I feel so discouraged and I'm hard on myself because I go to the to, it's sunny out and 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 I go into the to the um clothing stores to buy myself some nice summer clothes and nothing fits and that for me is the worst feeling. So I'm on this mission to to get in there to the fitting room and feel confident and feel good about myself and very proud of myself for my accomplishments. So that is what goes through my head. I kind of look at the end game. So when well, I do, when I, I do love, that, I, what was that, Bob? I was good. I love that comment, right? But and that's a great motivator for you. But what about guys like me who don't care what they look like? Well. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. This is, this is a good dialogue, right? I no, think well, we were talking before we came on the show about the differences between men and women. And I think that we look at it and our why. This is what's so important, I think, of what you shared mm -hmm. is the why for each of us is different, not just sex, male mm -hmm. and female. It's individually what motivates. So, <coughs> excuse me. So, for me, Health, it's a crown that only the sick can see. As a type 1 diabetic, I want to have the ability to be able to go and play two rounds of golf on a Saturday if I chose to, right? And that's a long walk. So, you know, to be able to do that, so my whys are a little bit different than Susan's. Susan's really active. We love to do hiking together and walking, but she's not trying to do 20 kilometers. You know what I mean? It's a different goal. She does want to be able to fit in a certain size or whatever it is. And those are all valid and good reasons, yeah. right? And, you know, for me, I've got um, a grandson now and kids and, you know, I want to live. I, want, I have a goal actually to be living into my 80s, right? So that's a motivation. That's a motivator for me as well. Huge. So, but, but my point being, of course, that everybody's individual, but that you've got to have that goal. I think you have to have that goal. Critical. I think the why is the most critical thing that and Susan so eloquently stated it. It's individual. 
whatever your reason is, mm -hmm. it's the reason that gets you through the resistance, mm -hmm. whether it's at night snacking and we're sitting on the couch watching a good movie or I could be working or doing whatever it is that we're doing, that discipline to go, okay, Heath is having some nuts. He's having some, some tea. What is it then that you're doing, Susan, in your routine? So for me, the, um, to kind of uh, suppress those cravings or to actually eliminate or reduce any of those cravings, because that's where it comes down to. If my body doesn't feel like it has the proper nutrients, then it's going to go for, I need more food. Um, or I, I'm, I'm craving, craving sugar. I'm craving um, salty stuff, right? So in order to eliminate or reduce the, those cravings, what I do is um, I make sure my meals that I have in the day have healthy fat. And I give credit to uh, Dr. Berg on this one because this is where I got my education and my research from. And the healthy fats like omega-3 oils, MCT oils, um, um, and uh, cooking with olive extra virgin olive oil on salads or something. Those You don't need a lot of fat. Just uh, those fats actually, and it works. It actually holds you um, and gives you that a feeling of fullness and not even that it's just kind of slowly in time this is why it's a process in time it takes away the, the cravings and it also uh, takes away that um, it gives me a sensation of it's um, too sweet or this is too salty the other day I made myself some um, egg noodles and I haven't had it in a week and I went to try just to be curious and to my surprise, it tasted doughy. So my senses, my taste buds have heightened. They're now extra sensitive to super sweet items, uh, carbs, uh, simple carbs. So that is the goal at the end where I want that. So when I go to taste, it, it's like, oh, I don't I don't want this. This doesn't taste good. So I, I don't eat it. You adapt to that, right? Your body adapts to that. We get used to a certain sweetness, a certain saltiness, and we think that that's the way things should taste. But eliminate that for X number of days, um, and all of a sudden your taste change. You really yeah. do adapt. Yeah, really well said, Bob. So the other thing that uh, I'm curious about is protein. Mm -hmm. So we definitely eat a lot uh, of protein, and we eat a lot of the um, – uh, a lot of vegetables because it, for me, especially it gives me my volume. I really like to feel like I'm full. And so I eat a lot of salad in that area, mm -hmm. but protein is a really critical energy source and for our bodies for long uh, periods of time, because mm -hmm. that's what it is. All food is really time released energy. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts on proteins and, and how do those help with your routine? Um, yes. And I don't personally need a lot of protein because I'm not a heavy muscle builder or anything like that. So for me, it's about the size of my palm. Um, and, um, what I do is it's lean. It's a salmon, um, uh, mostly salmon. Um, and, and That's all you eat is salmon? Yes. No, no. Salmon and chicken. And okay. um, I'm trying to think of all the things. And I do <laughs> beef. And, and it's not a, a, a huge amount of protein. I think my volume is in the vegetables. Sautéed vegetables, salads, and all that stuff. And uh, steaming. And lots of steaming. So I put a little bit of salt into my steamed vegetables. I don't over-steam them either. 
Excellent. Excellent. So snacking now. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about meals, mm -hmm. um, snacking and um, mm -hmm. hydration, the types of beverages that you drink, mm -hmm. right? I know that my wife loves to enjoy a nice glass of wine. Oh, and right. So this is not a long time. This, this resetting for me is not a long time because what I do is once I get into the, the habit um, and feeling in control of what I put into my body, then I have, I've, I'm empowered to make decisions and pick and choose where the carbs are coming from. So if I do really well throughout the day, and I know I'm going to be going out in the evening or I have a beautiful dinner. I've got that bottle of wine sitting there just calling my name. I am going to feel um, not guilt, but I'm going to feel like, yes, I'm going to have that wine and I'm going to enjoy it. Nice. Right. Right. Now, obviously, that's not an everyday thing. As we talked about a lot of yeah. carbs and all yeah. that kind of stuff. I like the way you said it's a treat and you enjoy it. You savor it. Yeah. I think, Bob, that's something that you and I've talked about. And you've been a really big proponent on that. Is it you gotta have treats? You gotta have yes. a, a moment. It's kind of like me and my M and M's when we're on our hikes or mm -hmm. things like that, right? My experience has been that some people eat for fuel. Like there's lots of people that I know, high high intensity athletes. Yeah, they're uh, some. They've been trained. They've trained themselves. And they eat for fuel. They really do. It's like they wake up in the morning. They know that they're going to eat, and they and the taste is secondary to them. But there's a, a whole other group of people that taste is number one. Fuel is maybe not even on the, not even on the list. <coughs> right? I think what we're uh, doing at uh, Uncommon Diabetic is, is saying where's the match, right? Where's the fuel, but also where's the taste? It's, it's right. taste meets fuel, and that's the that's really the sweet zone for uh, for me. It's like uh, taste was definitely number one for me, but um, you have to know the nutritional value of each and everything you're eating. So you can shop properly. Remember, shopping always precedes eating. So if you shop properly, you have to eat properly because when you open up the cupboards, you open up the fridge, there's the proper stuff in the fridge, right? So if there's a, there's a hint for someone that wants um, to, to open the, um, the vault of weight loss or weight control, right? The first thing is shopping. Shop properly. Shop with with the end in mind just just shop for the next three days right and this and this is what i'm getting from um susan's comments is you know what are the next i'm, I'm going to shop i'm going to shop for the next two or three days like what do i need to do to eat clean or eat well or eat healthy or yeah. or get, get on my plan you shop for that right and then all you have to do is not go into the grocery store again yeah. Right. That's that's becomes the discipline at that point in time. It's not going to the cupboard and grabbing the chips or the chocolate chip cookies because they're not there. <laughs> so you just basically said like everybody, uh, you know, has probably seen Karate Kid or the new series Cobra Kai or whatever. And Mr. Miyagi, the karate master, said a very, very simple thing. Yes. Wax on, wax off. But. <laughs> The, one of the things he said the most is the best defense to fighting is don't be there. So <laughs> it works in our diet. It works with our fuel is that if you don't have the ice cream or the potato chips or the, the enemy that you 
uh, a fear in your presence, you don't have to fight it. That, that yeah. is so true what Bob yeah. has just said. So you remove it from the equation, you've technically killed that temptation or that enemy. And I'm not saying, again, not to have ice cream or any of those things. But when you make a conscious decision for it, you know what I mean? And you move forward with that, then you know and you have it within the right allotments on that. So snack. The guy, go ahead. I was going to say, I think one of the things you do in your series, Susan, is simply go to your fridge and do the first series in your fridge because <laughs> you have the most organized fridge I've ever seen. And it's only got the right stuff in there. And that's a, that's a great lesson to anybody. It's like, mm -hmm. hold it. That's what a fridge looks like. <laughs> that, would, that would be, right. that would be a shock to 95% of the people. That'd be a shock to 95% of the people that see that video. It'd be like, that's what a fridge looks like. <laughs> it's being organized. And, and, and what I do to also is the meal prepping, which helps as well. So, well, everything you just spoke about, we just talked about that, um, you know, preparation and Susan's alluding to it in the uncommon fuel series that Susan's creating and her joining journey of resetting here. She'll go through the shopping. Like you just said, she's going to go through meal prep. She's going to go through how to create certain things as base elements. And it's how we live. And it really is a big, well, it's a blessing to me, right? How Susan manages um, our food because my cooking abilities are definitely not my uh, uh, Susan's, but the truth is, is that she really makes it simple with good soup broths that are prepared. So she can be just putting the fresh vegetables in and things, and it really makes it simple with how you prepare, right? That the chance of good food is all in the preparation of that versus, oh, oh quick. And then those quick grabs are when we end up in the bad places. Would you not agree with those in your routines? Yes, it is. Mm. So, Bob, we're coming up to a half hour here. The discussion we've had has been phenomenal on the routines of resetting. Susan and Bob, what would you guys say would be the, the one thing that we can talk about with our night routines that you guys would each recommend? And then I'll give mine as well before I, I close. Let me mention uh, something that I've discovered um, is uh, just in terms of night is sleep. Sleep is a, uh, when we sleep, we actually burn tons of calories by, um, cause it's a big, big period of time, right? Your body's still chunking away. Your heart's beating, right? It's a, uh, it's a big calorie reduction time. Um, so the more you sleep, the better, um, you are off in terms of maintaining your weight or losing weight. So studies show as an example, um, uh, that if you only get five hours sleep, you're going to burn X percent less than if you get eight hours sleep. It said, we all know that, you know, the six, seven, eight hours sleep is dependent on what we're doing in our lives, what kind of bodies we have, uh, what we're eating, et cetera, et cetera. But it has mostly to do with our habits, right? What time we go to bed, what we watch before we go to bed. So as an example, if, you, if you're doing stuff on your computer or your iPad before you go to sleep, this has an impact on your sleep. Uh, what we listen to, what we view, um, how we get ready for bed, et cetera, et cetera. What we eat all has an impact on that. So um, one of the, one of the uh, um, keys to getting into that vault of weight loss or weight control is really taking a look at what we're doing for sleep, how much we're sleeping, and what we can do to better prepare for better sleep. Mm -hmm. 
Really well said. I, I think I have, I get my beauty sleep. I, I do enjoy my sleep. Me too. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it obviously doesn't work for me. <laughs> you can but tell. you, you're, we got to share our tricks because I need some of your tricks. Yeah, that's right. She definitely is beautiful. Uh, so sleep though, Susan, and what yeah. you've said is something we talk a lot about is that trying to protect and set up that bedtime yeah. so that it is a routine so mm -hmm. that your body does has, as Bob said, mm -hmm. that, um, uh, going to bed routine, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? In that capacity, mm -hmm. it really does help with weight loss and then actually sets up how you're going to wake up because mm -hmm. if you go to bed at midnight, mm -hmm. you're either going to have to sleep in further to get the hours of sleep or mm -hmm. you're going without. Right. So what do you, what do you do? So for me, my, I, my body's accustomed to about nine hours, eight to nine hours. If I'm not feeling great, maybe 10 hours. Uh, <laughs> but that's my beauty sleep. Okay. It's what I need. So, um, and I function well. So in order for me to do that, and if I want to wake up at a reasonable time, which is seven o'clock in the morning, I go to bed at 10 and I find that routine. Um, or that sleep schedule work really well for me and it's consistent um, and I don't need an alarm clock. My body just wakes up at seven, sometimes 7.30 and um, I'm good to go. I feel energized and it's good. good. That's really good. I don't know if that's eight, how many hours that is. But. <laughs> you know what? The, the good news here though is that it's about the routine and that's what you were alluding to, right, Bob? So at the end of the day, how you end your day, if you get consistent with that, it will have an impact and you will be consistent. And when you start to rise and it does take time, you know, I went through years and years as a police officer of sleep deprivation with no routines, no consistency. And then as an entrepreneur in the same way, traveling all over the world, doing different things and that sleep deprivation truthfully took its toll. So for me, as Susan said, we go to bed at 10 o'clock. We structure it like that. And I don't sleep till 7.30. I'm usually at 5 a.m. to 6 in that area. And most of the time, I wake up without an alarm unless I have a really early morning Zoom or something's going on. But the fact is, I'm a top. I just go like a top, like you wouldn't believe, at seven hours of sleep. That's when I get my best sleep, when he wakes up there at you five. <laughs> That's right. So then that leads right into my morning rituals. But here, here's the point. I think, Bob, what you're saying and Susan, you're saying is that everything's coming back to our routines and how do we set them up so that they're empowering us. And each of us is different, all three of us, right? Do you, um, can, I, can I ask Susan a question? Do you keep track of uh, your consumption during the day? Like, do you keep track? I know that there's all sorts of helpful ads are apps available like noom no 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 my fitness pal mm -hmm. do, do you know um how many carbs you're eating during the day sue okay um, do you know do you actually I, know or is it is it all learned now and you just know in your head or do you actually keep track no well when i um i do keep track because that helps me with my resetting my goal resetting um so i try to keep so when i when i when i do my reset um it's about this might sound a little harsh but it's about less than 20 grams of carbs in a day 
Um, so there's absolutely no sugar, no simple carbs that are being intake. But that is until I get to a point where I can start introducing things. And then I do pick one day out of the week where I call it my treat day. And then I, I add the carbs um, into my body and I don't count them on those days. But that day helps my metabolism go into um, speeds up, speeds up. So that's how I learned that my body operates really well. So I'm not depriving myself. I'm just kind of disciplining myself and then allowing myself for the <coughs> day to happen. Yeah. And then I get to eat whatever I'm feeling. But it's so, to my surprise, those days when those treat days come, I tend to eat. Um, I don't go for the treats where I thought I would. I, I just, it, I have no desire for them. Yeah. The I think that's, that's a big point you've brought up in, in that it, it it can be as regimented as you want as a type one diabetic i count everything bob you've experienced it uh, susie knows there's nothing that goes in my mouth where i am not doing a math calculation of how many grams of carbs that is less by fiber blah, 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 and that's how much insulin i need how far can i go on those grams of carbs i know how long I will last with my sugars going up, down? Mm -hmm. Am I going on a game of golf? Am I going mm -hmm. for a run? Am I at the gym? Am I just sitting in my desk for the next four hours on Zoom? Mm -hmm. Everything has to be calculated because if you don't measure it, mm -hmm. you cannot manage it. Mm -hmm. So that's what we talk about with routines. Mm -hmm. As someone who's living with diabetes, mm -hmm. it's critical. And I don't care if it's like Susan or Bob with insulin resistance mm -hmm. or your diagnosis type 2 using meds. I like metformin or others, mm -hmm. or me, who are an insulin-dependent type 1 diabetic. Mm -hmm. If you don't measure it, you can't manage it. Mm -hmm. So I have actually, please. I, I do, I do, I remember something that I do, um, and they're called keto strips. So um, it helps me monitor whether I'm in ketosis, whether I'm in fat burning mode. And, and it's, it's actually a, a I love it because in the morning I go and I take this strip and it's an, a little, a little test strip and it checks my uh, levels and it, there's a little gauge on it. And I, if I'm in the right uh, pink or the right gauge, that means I'm burning fat. So it's like, yes, I'm on track. That is one way that I monitor my um, insulin. Um, yeah. My insulin, my, my fat burning process. Yeah. And sensitivity. I think the key here too is to remember this isn't about um, trying to lose weight in a rapid, mm -hmm. aggressive way. No. Just be clear. No. We do not support that. We believe in sustainability at Uncommon Diabetic Solutions. Yeah. So no matter what choice of uh, food, nutrition, diet you choose, whether it would be a keto style, whether it be a paleo, whether it be a Mediterranean, whether it just be a seafood and eat it. The, the point is you have to be able to measure what we're talking about and understand the impact on your body because I can eat far more food than the average bear because my activity level is way up here versus I have friends who are diabetics and they're only going for a 30 minute walk in a day and they keep their sugars tight, but their intake has to be managed and taken down for it but successful people whether you're losing weight managing your blood sugar uh it needs to be done in a sustainable way something that is part of your lifestyle food is medicine 
It's the way that we heal ourselves. It's the way that we fuel ourselves. It's a critical element to success of living with diabetes and more importantly, preventing it for any of us. So uh, with these night routines, sleep we've talked about, we didn't talk too much about hydration, but we drink a lot of tea in the evening. And there's different types. Uh, I, one of my favorite actually is an apple cider vinegar uh, tea. And it is yummy. It kind of tastes like apple pie with cinnamon and a bunch of other things. But it helps my microbiome. It helps speed up my metabolism. It helps you uh, uh, burn uh, fat and relax. Mm -hmm. So these are the types of things that Susan's going to share in Uncommon Fuel. But it's also the types of routines that, you know, hydrating like Bob's doing right now and sipping throughout the day and getting that 32 ounces of water is probably the most important and significant thing yes. regarding the fuel that you can do. doesn't matter if it's cold, doesn't matter if it's warm, just drink because it will fill you up. You're not going to feel hungry. And then you're going to find that you're going to end up in a, a good place when you're eating as well. Yep. Right. Any last comments? Um, I like my last comment would be like, um, I think this is a, for many, many, many people who have, um, squishies, squishies. Is it? Yeah. That's, a, that's good. <laughs> it's, all got Bob, I got to tell you this funny thing. So the okay. squishy thing, my son, I, I give him credit and only, I can only, I, it's out of love. He's like, my son calls me squishy. And it, it was something that we got from a movie and it just stuck. And it's just something that we kind of <laughs> laugh at and play with. And, yeah. and I've embraced it. And I go, yeah. And he points out my little squishies. And it's just kind of a nice little connection that we have. So. Well, it also sounds a lot better than fat. <laughs> <laughs> I know. You know, it's cute. So it's cute. If well, we can't couple, laugh at ourselves, right? <laughs> a couple of thoughts. is Sometimes um, in, in our uh, culture, um, having some squishy, have squishy around us is perceived to be horrible. It's perceived <coughs> to be, um, um, yeah, it really makes people feel bad about their bodies. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would encourage people. It's maybe not about the squishy. It's about how your heart is, how your lungs are, how your muscles are in your body. So you can have an, a little extra squishy and still be very healthy. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So yeah, and being um, healthy first and then the weight loss. If if that is what your goal is, then that will follow. Yeah. And with the different body types out there in different situations, people have stress, people have mm -hmm. massive issues with you know in life. And uh it's just impossible sometimes to get a hold of everything, including be that perfect figure, right? Uh, that you see. Yeah, on your Instagram all the time or your Facebook all the time or TV all the time. Those are unreal. I don't just look around at an air when you're at a, If ever anybody goes to an airport now or to a mall, just watch people. They're all shapes and sizes, right? Yeah. All heights, all, all squishy levels. Mm -hmm. So I'd encourage people out there that it's not so much that for me as, um, cause I'm generally not trying to get into stuff to make me look good. I probably should be, but I'm not. <laughs> I would say that it, for me, it's about being able to uh, lift things, being able to exit, exert myself, uh, climb hills, get on a bike, you know, just be healthy, just really be healthy and, and uh, happy.
happy mm-hmm. who I with who I am. So that's po- uh, point number one to wrap it up. And point number two is for me, it's uh, the, the whole way thing is a very complex. Um, I I said the vault of weight loss or weight control. It's like getting into a vault. A normal vault, there's like one one uh, dial. What's that called? Dial. Uh, yeah, lock. Lock lock mechanism that you go. You, you would <laughs> combination lock. Combination lock. There's one comp. That's it. One combination, right? But it, on the vault of weight control, it's not one combination. It's like ten combinations. It's the carb combination and the protein combination and the hydration combination and the sleep combination and the exercise. You know, all these little combinations. And I think that's what we do best at uh, Uncommon Diabetic is. Because there's a number of combinations yes. and everybody's u- unique and individual, it's like dialing it into each one of those combinations. And the, the weird thing is it, it's almost impossible to figure this out by yourself. It's not right. impossible, but it's almost impossible. If you had a partner, if you had a coach, if you had a mentor, if you had somebody that actually had done it before, right? that knew the combination or at least the combination options for one of the combinations, this makes it so much easier. Mm. And that's, um, and that's really <coughs> a beautiful thing is there's, you know, for, so those people out there that are thinking, Hey, I can't do this. I've tried it. You know, I'm stuck at 50 pounds overweight or, or whatever it is, right. I'm stuck in this exercise level. I can't get control of my time in my life to get exercise or whatever. That's just a combination adjustment. And uh, to get that to get that kind of help uh, is mm-hmm. it's there, it's there for the taking. That's a great New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think better than a resolution, it's a system, mm-hmm. it's a process, right? Mm-hmm. That we uh, we do. So, any last comments for you? And because he's really hit on some a really he good did, point here. I, I really I I um thought of so if anybody is um struggling with that plateauing and um and felt they tried everything and um and they're feeling very discouraged i highly recommend getting a test done going to the doctor getting the blood work done and find and asking for the specific test for insulin resistance and find out your levels and where they're at um and uh and it's an eye-opener um what you might hear um and find out and that's a great place to start you know, thank you very much to both of you guys for this great discussion on our routines and how to, you know, get back on the, the healthy uh, horse program of routines. And, you know, what we talk a lot, Bob, about at UDTV and Uncommon, all of our Uncommon Diabetic Solutions are really based around the four pillars of health and how do we build foundations that will be sustainable, will help us live our ideal form of life. And I'm really I really want to invite you to journey with us. I really want you to build your uncommon diabetic foundations of health. Together we can. We can create your map. That's a massive action plan to build the foundations that are going to help you lose weight. They're going to help you manage your blood sugars so you can improve your energy, health, starting now. You can do it. And our UD Foundations program and community will provide you with a revolutionary and proven science-based approach towards your diabetic health. We will journey with you. You will lower your A1C, lose weight, gain strength, and improve your ability to live your ideal form of life. 
now is the time. Click the link below to book a free health strategy session with myself and get the support you deserve. Also, remember to click the subscription button and bell so you don't miss any episodes. And finally, I really want to thank you for joining us today as we discussed how to reset with uncommon fuel and your routines. Now, what have you got to lose? Book your free health strategy mentoring session with me by clicking the link below. I've traveled the road. I can help you get where you want to go. So until next week, be uncommon.